Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. This episode is sponsored by R.W. Knutson Organic Just Tart Cherry Juice, a welcome addition to anyone's sleep routine. Pace case, if you know me, and you do, mm-hmm. you know that I'm yep. working all hours of the day, all hours of the night. Mm-hmm. So the sleep that I do get has to be very good sleep. And I'm always looking for ways to up my sleep routine. Sometimes I'll read a book to go to sleep. Sometimes mm-hmm. I'll- The Bachelor? Uh, that book keeps me very awake. It's very engaging. That never puts me to sleep. Mm. I will sometimes just put down my cell phone after a long day of looking at a screen. It's nice to get some time away from the screen. I also will incorporate some R.W. Knutson Organic Just Tart Cherry Juice. It truly makes you go to sleep a little easier. It's the thing you need to help you drift off into the dreamland. Mm. As more and more people are looking to prioritize sleep, organic Just Tart Cherry is having a moment thanks to Tart Cherry's potential sleep-related benefits and potential to aid in muscle recovery when you get those gains like clues. We're seeing this in the viral sleepy girl mocktail trend on social media. R.W. Knutson has a whole lineup of natural juices with zero added sugar, so you can feel good about adding them to your wellness routine. It's all about celebrating those daily wins. Organic Just Tart Cherry Juice is made from tart cherries, which may help you get a better night's sleep because they have natural melatonin. R.W. Knutson crushes only 100% real ingredients, so you can crush everything you do. Pick up a bottle at your local grocery store today. Creams and serums are made of 70% water, 15% preservatives and emulsifiers, leaving only around 15% for the active ingredients that your skin needs. But luckily now, there's fiber skincare. 15 years ago, the scientists behind fiber skincare started working on nanofibers, which are 500 times smaller than human hair. You know, I I saw that in um, Three Body Problem. Mm. One year ago, they patented a way of wrapping the nanofiber around oil or liquid-based ingredients. This means they can deliver five times the active ingredients compared to creams or serums, as there is no need for water, preservatives, or emulsifiers. The first formulation made with this technology is plant-based, anti-wrinkle. Uh, it's a set of patches that you use over a series of seven days. You just put these on whenever you would apply your serums, and your skin is going to feel tighter in 10 seconds. And over the seven-day oh. program, it has been clinically proven to reduce wrinkles by, get this, 19.4%, a very precise percentage. In fact... Mm. They have a tighter skin guarantee. If your skin isn't tighter in seven days, they're going to give you your money back. No questions asked. You get the tighter skin guarantee with this seven-day routine. Tighter skin or your money back. Get a 15% discount code by using the discount code GAME. That's Fiber Skincare. It's the Game of Fiber. 
roses. Welcome to the game of roses. This is the game of roses. Welcome to the game of roses. Welcome to Game of Roses. This is Pace Case. This is Bachelor Clues. And yes, we are about to do the next 16 players of Matt James's season. You're about to get the last half of them so that you can make an informed decision about who you might think is going to win the ring or the crown. But before we get to that, we have to revisit a player that we covered in the prior episode from the first 16. And we have a request. Right now, please go to Kristen Hopkins' Instagram. It's Kristen underscore Bria, K-R-I-S-T-I-N underscore B-R-I-A, and follow her and like her most recent post because we have big news. (laughs) Breaking news. It's breaking news to me. When I saw this shit this morning, I was like, oh my God, we have done it. One of our long-standing goals with Game of Roses is eventually to affect the game, to have the way we are talking about it actually appear in the game and have the strategies we're talking about affect how players play it. And now we have evidence that that may be happening for the first time. On Kristen's Instagram, she posted an image of herself meeting Matt James on the steps of Nima Colon. All the players are now doing this. They're posting these images that the producers are telling them are fine to post. In the caption of her image, (laughs) these letters in all caps are right there for you to see. H-4-T-R-R. Iconic. The first player who talked about Gore was Chelsea Vaughn. She reposted our Parasocial Player of the Week nomination on her story. But this is the first main grid appearance of Gore on a player's post. And I said hashtag PPOTW, hashtag Parasocial Player of the Week on her post. And she responded and said... Game of Roses pod, love y'all. Definitely here for TRR. What does HYFR mean? <laughs> Have your final rose. Hell yeah, fucking right. <laughs> this is astounding, crystal clear evidence that what we're doing is at the very least in the minds of some of the players on this season. Now, we don't know. If Kristen is actually going to follow any of our advice, any of our strategies, or if she just listens to our podcast as entertainment, but the words that we use, the way we speak about the game, at the very least, are in her mind. Yeah, we don't know. Maybe she discovered us after she was on the show. We don't know. But very exciting. I hope Kristen goes all the way. I hope she wins it. I'm definitely expecting big plays from her. I'm expecting her to make all the right moves here this season, and we will be watching very closely, but she is, of course, now our favorite player. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I re-looked at her Instagram after this, and I was like, okay, yes, she's doing some of the things we said, recreating some of the um, Instagram-type posts. She's got a Batch 25 highlight chronicling her journey she's got you know the bible verse in her bio she's doing a lot of the things that we recommend for players to do in the preseason you know maybe she's just a natural and gore is new to her i don't know 
But very exciting. Kristen, I hope you get crowned. (laughs) And eventually, I feel like this is going to continue. This is just going to be the first in a series until ultimately all players are speaking this language, talking about the game in the way that we are talking about it, using the strategies that we are laying out. And I have to say, eventually, I think we're going to see on the ABC website where they give the little tidbits and some of them are like, has a yin-yang tattoo on her left wrist. We're going to start seeing people with 4TRR tattooed somewhere on their body. <laughs> I Another bold prediction for Bachelor Clues. 4TRR tattooed on your body. I'll just say this. I played high school baseball. Congratulations. Thank you. One day, a guy that we played with came into the locker room. This is our senior year. He had just turned 18, and he had gotten a tattoo. It was the Texas Rangers logo. Hockey? That's a baseball team. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) No. Okay. (laughs) I mean, that makes more sense. I thought you were going to say he got your high school logo. I was like, that's wild. I'm just saying that ultimately these components of the game these kind of logos these icons these phrases start to take on a higher meaning and i do think eventually a player who's in the game who knows that this is going to be a significant moment in their life and maybe it's even a tattoo that someone would get after they play after they've made a deep run and have millions of followers and they're like you know what 4trr is a huge piece of my identity i'm gonna get that tattooed i'm just saying i think it's gonna happen thank you Kristen. You know, we are honored to have you in the pit with us. Excited to watch your journey. And we wish you luck if you need it. Because if you applied our strategies, you won't. (laughs) And now, what you all came here for. The second half of our Matt James Rookies Breakdown. And if you didn't listen to our first half, you should listen to that before listening to this one because we are doing them in order of lowest amount of Instagram followers to highest number. And these will be the top 16 follower count players. These are the heavy hitters, the players that are coming in with a solid Instagram base already. Our 17th player out of 32 is MJ Snyder. MJ is a hairstylist from Hudson, Ohio. Her Instagram, m.j.snyder, S-N-Y-D-E-R, has 5,345 followers, and she is 23. MJ has a bunch of hair tutorials. Her Instagram is very curated, She is yet another player with curly hair, which traditionally in our beloved game, we have seen maybe one curly-haired player per season. They don't tend to go far. New era, perhaps. She has a link to a website called islesformula.com hair talk with Meredith. This weekly Isles Formula hair talk welcomes Meredith J. Snyder, MJ, who is both a professional spray tan artist and hairstylist specialized in extensions and color base in Columbus, Ohio. So I guess she was a guest on this thing, and it's a an interview with her, basically, where she talks about hair. So hair is going to be very important to her. I can foresee some hair play happening 
in this season. I believe her hair might even be a plot line. I think she's going to get some screen time with it. What do you mean hair play? I think her hair styling and care might become a little bit of a thing. You have five minutes to get ready for this date. Oh my God, my hair, that type of thing. I think she might be doing other people's hair. That'll be part of her second audience game that she's styling everyone. It's a good way to get screen time if you can become like the beauty stylist for everyone. Maybe you set up a little beauty station and you're doing this for everyone. It makes you seem very for TRR if you're helping the other women look better who are theoretically your competition. We've seen a little bit of this before, but no one's really played it up as their thing. Her Instagram is interesting. There's only 74 posts and it seems like there should be more. It seems like this has been scrubbed. Oh, for sure. If anyone has less than 100 posts, they have done a deep scrub. Her Instagram's okay. She's got some pictures of her at an art museum. She's got a wall, but she's looking in the camera. I think her Instagram's very good. She has a very unique look. It's a little less polished than I'd like to see, honestly. It's not quite to the level of like a Chelsea Vaughn, let's say, but she is a professional model, so... No. It's hard to compete with something like that. It's just a little rough around the edges. And I'm not saying that that will necessarily equate to a bad season or bad play style. I I don't necessarily think it will. It's just there's something missing here in this Instagram for me. For me, what's missing is she has these tutorials, but they the sound is often music. It's not like her explaining things, which I think would make it better. Her highlights just have a little emoji representing them. So it's like kind of hard to tell what they are um but i think she will be at least mid-level i could see her possibly going round of six she definitely has a very distinct look that is based on that hair and i think Mm -hmm. that gets you somewhere in this game i think the producers are going to want that i think the fourth audience is going to like it too oh absolutely i think she'll she will definitely walk away from this with a couple hundred k Her ABC bio says, MJ is a beauty expert who sees the beauty of life in all that she does. She grew up on a small island in Lake Erie where she loved being outdoors and on the water. She's passionate about making people feel better about themselves and say that her calling in life is to make the world a more beautiful place. Her three tidbits, MJ loves disco music and says it's her favorite music to dance to. MJ says the best trip of her life was camping in the Sahara Desert. And MJ enjoys a good spicy margarita. These tidbits, I mean, I know that they're always like this, but I would like them to be (laughs) more interesting. I would like it to be like, MJ has, you know, extreme OCD and will probably be scrubbing the floors at (laughs) Nemecolon or something. You can't give away too much to us, (laughs) though. That's the whole point of watching the show is you get to find out she has a bumper car phobia or whatever, you know? I know. By the way, this is completely made up. Nothing to do with MJ. I think she's a contender. I think we're gonna see we're gonna see her her journey. Despite what I said about her Instagram not being polished, I agree. She does have she has it. Like she, this is a player. She's going to do well in this. I mm-hmm. definitely don't think she's a night one candidate at all. No. Next up, number eighteen, Ileana Panetto. 
She is a health food developer from New York, New York. She is 25. Her Instagram, Ileana Panetto, I-L-L-E-A-N-A-P-E-N-N-E-T-T-O. She has 5,663 followers. In her bio, it says she co-founded Funky Monkey Energy, a pre-post workout snack that has 78 followers and that she is a model with Wilhelmina Models. Very clear she is a model from her Instagram. She's doing a lot of TikTok dances, a lot of partying videos. I went through, she has some cooking videos with her roommate from quarantine where she's got some charisma and comedic timing in these. I think she's definitely a contender. It might err on the side of like too sexy for Matt James. I think he might be looking for more of a good girl type thing. She's definitely got some risque photos in her main grid. And yeah, dare I say it, we could be looking at a Corinne Olympio style voluntary nudity strategy coming from her at some point. I mean, she's got a voluntary nudity play on her Instagram feed. She's topless in one of these posts that is from her back. But her pictures are very good and they span a range of amateur shots clearly taken by friends or whoever she was out with all the way to professional quality modeling shots in various bikinis, lingerie, dresses, pants. There's a lot of photos of her dressed as like a Playboy bunny. I don't know if she did something with Playboy. She says the end of an era, hashtag Playboy Club. What is Playboy Club? Do you know this? Edgelord? (laughs) (laughs) Sadly, the Playboy Club is information that is too edgy for this edgelord. I don't know what that is. (laughs) The Playboy Club was initially a chain of nightclubs and resorts owned and operated by Playboy Enterprises. Almost all of her pictures are just her in frame, which is good. Really, the Instagram account is the modern headshot for reality TV casting producers. This is your resume. You want to give a look for every possible scenario that you might be in on a reality TV show. Bikini, cocktail dress, wedding dress. Even give them ideas of what you might look like on a jet ski or a yacht or in a helicopter or any of the things that you know are going to be on that show. And she really has it all. And you do want to have videos where you are talking to camera, where you kind of show what you would look like on screen. And she has that as well. Her highlight story, CWT and I, shows her doing these comedic cooking videos with her roommate. And she looks casual, but, you know, still pretty. And It's a very good Instagram. If you go to her website, ilanapanetto.com she has a little bio that reads Ilana Panetto is a former nationally ranked competitive figure skater turned model will we see her ice skating in Nima colon we better she should make that happen if she was a nationally ranked competitive figure skater hopefully we're going to see a group date 
where they have to go ice skating and we're going to get everything from i've never even walked on the ice before let alone tried to ice skate all the way up I've to i've never even seen ice yeah and then she's out there doing <laughs> ice is my trauma triple lutzes and shit at will just blowing everybody away i that may happen yeah this is one of her tidbits she says growing up iliana was on a synchronized ice skating team i didn't even know there was synchronized ice skating and iliana has a major weakness for snacking not apparent She's professionally modeled for globally recognized iconic brands and Fortune 500 companies, including Nike, Reebok, Foot Locker, Spanx, Ulta Beauty. In her bio, it also says Ileana has an orange tabby cat named Sir Theo who goes to the bathroom in the toilet and wears a bow tie. I have a friend who tried to teach a cat to use a toilet and it is not easy. So she can accomplish her goals. <laughs> She's also very clearly into boxing from many of these pictures. And it says that in her bio on her website. So maybe that would be a date too. If they make them box, we have seen that date before on group dates. It was with guys, but we've seen them make the women players on bachelor seasons fight with pugil sticks and all kinds of other combat sports. So she's got a leg up there and she's got, figure skating yeah we've seen wrestling glow dates these are two skills that are i think incredibly valuable if you can i'm not saying you should prepare your entire life to be on bachelor and develop these skills and become a nationally ranked (laughs) figure skater but you should (laughs) they're simply helpful if you have these skills they will help you in the game possibly and the more you can have obviously the better off you are just look back at prior seasons what dates do they make people go on and what skill would have helped you in that what do you think are the top skills you should have i would say like number one should be taking an improv class being charismatic for sure that yes you're going to be on a tv show you want to come across as funny likable all that absolutely improv class is great Number two, I would say, would be dancing. Yeah. I, I, it's hard to say like dancing specifically. I think general athletic acumen is good. You should have definitely taken a few dance classes. You should have played a sport or two in high school. Having good eye-hand coordination is going to help you on a wide variety of things that they can uh, put you through. I think potentially having bungee jumped or ziplined, done some kind of, of adventure skydiving something like that just so that you have done it before so that when you go to a Mm -hmm. date and they're like surprise you're gonna fucking jump out of an airplane you're not like holy shit i'm terrified you're like well i've done something like this before i can handle it because you never want your nerves to get the best of you in any part of this game you always want to be clear-headed have a strategy and know what you're doing on the date and you can say you've never done it before but oh of course let them build that story up you can cut you can be screaming and kicking out of the car like victoria fuller yeah when she had to jump out of a plane fear of heights meanwhile you're like a nationally ranked competitive mountain climber or something you know it doesn't matter you can say whatever you want to say on the show but to have these skills and she's got two i think really strong ones boxing and figure skating because those also lend to other stuff it doesn't necessarily have to be a boxing date it could be any kind of date that just requires like a high degree of cardio and some physical exertion boxing is going to help you in that and figure skating it's fucking perfect ice skating dates on the bachelor are really common there's some version of it that happens all the time. We saw it on Listen to Your Heart when they go out and they have the whole hockey rink. Nick Vial's whole season was basically roller skating. <laughs> yeah, it translates to that as well. 
But in The Bachelor, because The Bachelor is always shot in October, November, December-ish, you have winter stuff. You're going to have it in every season mm-hmm. of The Bachelor. And ice skating is a common thing that they use. So I think she's got a leg up here. Skiing as well. Um, you do want to just generally be in good shape cardio-wise because, like you're saying, you don't want anything to get to you. And being in good shape cardio-wise means you're never tired, you're never out of breath, you're never, like, spinning. I mean, it's also why we recommend not drinking. Even if you pretend to drink, you shouldn't be drinking because you want to be on your A-game at all times. And just being in good physical health. I mean, this is similar to, like... Some pro poker players like live by the credo really? that, that it's a sport and they get in supreme physical shape for it because it may seem oh like just God. a mental game, but you're physically sitting at this table for hours on end and the more clear headed you can be, the better you are. And if you're not getting physically tired, if you're not losing stamina, it's helpful. And this is similar. I mean, this is more interesting. I think stamina plays a more important role in Bachelor because a lot of it is actually physical. You're going to be required to engage in some of these physical contests and they deprive you of sleep. They force you into certain situations that may be emotionally draining and any little edge you can have with your physical conditioning, highly recommended. It's a sport. Yeah, singing would be another one that I would say is up there with dancing where you can use it not only on your mini dates and stuff but you can use it throughout you can use it with your second audience game when you're just hanging out with the other women creating songs that are describing the different dates that you're going on the different drama that's happening which makes you this colorful narrator they are likely to put it in the show anyway Ileana definitely a contender I would say round of six probably I'm now putting everyone in the round of six all these Instagrams are so good <laughs> yeah this is good next up number 19 Mary Lynn Sienna Mary Lynn is an event coordinator from Studio City California she has 5,885 followers at the time of this recording she has a link to her TikTok. I've viewed it. On her bio. You viewed it. Thoughts? No need to look. Oh, shit. She has 52 Roasted. followers. Her <laughs> highest viewership is 334. These are, there are only four posts. She's not quite sure what to do with TikTok yet, but she better figure it out. <laughs> I mean, there's like a basic level of curation of these photos. Some are, some seem more professional than others. She's still got friends in there. She does have a leaning against a wall, not looking at the camera shot. Mm. So she at least is in Instagram fashion. Too many shots with friends, in my opinion. She has a leaning against a car, not looking at a camera. She's got that one down. She does have a slow motion walk video in her reels. I appreciate that. Interesting. She made her announcement post, and I don't know if this is her headshot, and she just put roses on the background. She's altered the headshot and says, this season is the first time the show features a black male lead in 25 shows. Can you believe it? It's about time. I'm so proud to be part of this very diverse cast and break down the boundaries necessary for more equality and acceptance. The Bachelor is one of the most watched shows of all time, and it's imperative we start showing the viewers all types of love stories, not just white ones. 
I look forward to sharing with you my most vulnerable side. I'm sharing my deepest traumas that have shaped the woman I am today. I tried my best to present my most authentic self, and I hope that comes across in the edits. I really broke down my walls for this one. Wow. Well, she's given us some information there. I think she makes it past (laughs) night one. Yes. Generally, if you're playing PTCs, you're not doing it night one. It does make me think she does not win, though. (laughs) Absolutely does not win. I don't even think goes to hometowns. I don't think she makes it that far. She seems like, to me, a week two or three. She's got two highlights, Bachelor 25 and BLM. Ooh, she's posting this video of Chris Harrison introducing her and says, what can I say? I definitely embrace my emotions. Sounds like we're going to get some tears. Emo crew come through, sis. She tagged Ashley I. Kennedy. So maybe we can see that she's modeling her game after the great Ashley Cry, one of Bachelor Clues' favorite players. I'm just not getting a strong vibe from her Instagram. I'm not sure what kind of a player she's going to be. Potentially, she could be playing a 4TRR sincerity game. I could see that from her. God, there's another leaning against a wall, not looking at the camera. She has so many of these. <laughs> she found every wall in Los Angeles and leaned against her wall. It. Her wall game is strong already. <laughs> For real. She's foreshadowing. I like this extensive BLM highlight. Yeah, I mean, this is interesting. Her Instagram has a bunch of Black Lives Matter stuff in it. You know, I feel like there was a time in the Bachelor world in this game when that would not have been acceptable. When a casting producer would have looked at that and been like, can't have them on the show. And now yeah. it's just accepted. It's That's what this is going to be. And we actually want players like that. Anytime before 2020. And we have a bachelor, Matt James, who was physically present at a Black Lives Matter protest with Tyler Cameron. Um, Yeah, I'm not sure where Mary Lynn Sienna is going to place, I want to say, week four. Yeah, I'll, I'll, she's two to four, I think, for sure, just based on what she said. <laughs> I think we're going to see a PTC from her or multiple potentially, but mm-hmm. I don't think it's going to get her where she wants to go. Maryland's tidbits. She loves Disneyland. She hopes to start a nonprofit that helps the environment reduce and eventually eradicate single-use plastic. I like the specificity there. And Maryland grew up surfing, but she's terrified of sharks. Well... Not going to be any sharks in Nemecolon. Never say never. A normal season, you'd guaranteed shark in the face. <laughs> she hopes to be married with two or more rescue dogs and living a productive, inspirational, healthy life with the support of her man by her side. Well, good luck, Mary Lynn. Our next player, number 20, we have... Sana Arsani, I'm not sure how to pronounce her first name, St. Clair. She is an IT consultant from Denver, Colorado. Wow, she got the Sana Instagram handle, S-A-N-E-H. She has 6,529 followers. And she is 25 years old. Her Instagram bio says, University of Florida alum, Denver, Colorado. She, her, another pronouns. She has a couple of dogs. She's got some bikini shots. She had what looks like a 
little parrot that she had had for 20 years who has recently passed on to the other world. She is snowboarding. Uh-oh, that means because she's from Denver, she has some skills in winter games. That is going to come in handy in Nima Colon. She is acclimated to the snow. <laughs> Here she is leaning face first against a wall, looking slightly away from camera. This is an interesting take on the lean against a wall shot. Usually people lean against it with their elbow or their back. Here she's face forward toward the wall. I like what she's doing there. Innovator. <laughs> she's got a gif. Shout out to AECUF for the sweet gif. Happy homecoming week where she's wearing a tiara. So she was a homecoming queen. She's got a picture of herself in a hot tub. Producers are like, okay, we know what she's going to be doing on this group day. Going in a hot tub. Brilliant work. Oh, she was the 2016 homecoming queen of university of florida they have homecoming queens for colleges i believe so i'm learning a lot about the pageant adjacent worlds (laughs) through this (laughs) she looks very very into fitness oh she's got a highlight story for the bird she competed in a half marathon this is exactly what we were talking about get your physical conditioning up Oh my god, the bird stuff is bizarre. There's a bird that features very prominently on Real Housewives of Potomac in this season. It's very funny. I'm not feeling inspired. Neither am I. You know, I think in some of these past seasons she might have done better, but she's got fucking stiff competition here. I completely agree. I'm getting the exact same vibe from her. Not great. I, I don't I don't know. Could be a night one. Mm-hmm. There's got to be one night one, at least. There's got to be like 10. I don't know how to pick 10 out of this bunch. It's Well, it's like we're saying. We're in this new era now where every Instagram is pretty good. There's not any really that you get the sense like, oh, this person is just going to crash and burn immediately she's one of the first ones that i'm seeing like i don't see a um a competitive side or a strong personality to anchor a story onto and Mm -hmm. for me that means if the producers don't want you and if you're incapable of rendering that competitive play style to get the attention of the lead then you're pretty much sunk good luck to you sonny i'm sorry for butchering your name her tidbits are that she completed her first marathon when she was 16 years old people who don't return their shopping cart at the grocery store drive her crazy and she had a pet parrot for most of her childhood she's making a lot of her identity about this bird will we see something about the parrot on night one a funeral will she emerge from the limo with a little fake parrot on her shoulder taxidermied well, it could be just she's a brought it back to life a bird resurrection <laughs> She reveals she has magic powers and can bring the dead back to life. Creature of the week, the dead parrot that got resurrected. I mean, who needs a queen? We have a a witch. Moving on to our next player, player 21 out of 32, Abigail Herringer. She is 25 years old from Beaverton, Oregon, a client financial manager who has 7,000 
161 followers. She, I remember when they posted the photos on Facebook, there was a huge, she got one of the highest engagements of people commenting, likes, etc. on it, which I thought was interesting. She's got definitely a good girl vibe on the Instagram. There's only 47 posts here, even though her Instagram goes back to 2015. Okay. <laughs> she got ready for this, and we Scrubbed. encourage all players to do this. This is exactly what you yeah. should be doing. Once you get on the show, totally. once you know that's happening, remove everything that doesn't apply to whatever your strategy is going to be, to whatever version of yourself you're going to be putting out there on TV. Her ABC bio. Oh, boy. Abigail is a beautiful soul from the Pacific Northwest. What the fuck is that line? Uh, Who says that nothing makes her happier than enjoying a cold microbrew on a beautiful Oregon day. Having a hearing impairment never stopped Abigail from living her life to her fullest. Oh, right. She is the first hearing impaired player we've ever had. She is looking for a man who will lift her up and make her feel like it's just the two of them in the whole wide world. Good looks are definitely a plus, but Abigail says that getting to know someone on a deeper level level is far more important in a successful relationship. She doesn't believe in love at first sight on anti-Dale Moss, but we will see if that holds up after she meets Matt. Her tidbits are Abigail loves to spend time, her free time golfing with her grandparents. Cute. Abigail loves Calvin Harris because his beat slap Abigail's favorite way to approach a guy is by accidentally bumping into them. So she's got a little uh, strategy in the dating game already. Will she accidentally bump into Matt James when she exits the limo? This is interesting. I think her hearing impairment is going to carry her through night one. I think her hearing impairment is going to carry her through a lot of this game. We have Tammy is commenting on her headshot post. Tammy, who was on um, Pilot Pete season. I mean, her Instagram is not as, like, it's been scrubbed, but she doesn't have a lot of professional photos. I feel like she's got the raw talent, though. I 100% agree with you. Yeah. (laughs) This is like a baseball scout goes to watch some high school game of some, like, high school that doesn't have a lot of money and it's a booster club and everybody has like holes in their shoes and then it's just like some kid steps on the mound and can throw a 105 mile an hour fastball with no control and you're just like well he can throw the ball 105 miles an hour <laughs> pretty much should sign him we'll work out the rest later i feel like that is her to a t dare i say it she has crown quality oh shit i mean i agree she's got a strong ptc I mean, I would like to watch videos of her. There's no... She has no highlights. Oh, she does have a story right now. The Bachelor premieres in one week. It is her meeting Matt James. That line you read about her being a kind soul? It's a beautiful soul. That is the ABC official bio. A beautiful soul. Well, in only 47 posts here, and as amateur and rough around the edges as they are i see the beautiful soul it is coming through (laughs) these pictures to me that's um that's one of those teeny bopper songs uh you and your beautiful soul do you know this song sorry i don't hold on there is something in her eyes 
That is a beautiful Jesse McCartney's soul. song. <laughs> Jesse McCartney's song, Beautiful Soul. Sorry, I'm not familiar. There's simply too much in the Kygo catalog for me to get through still. You know what she's missing is that leaning against the wall shot. <laughs> but that can actually be a good thing. Somehow, in this case, I feel that it's... She's above the leaning against the wall shot. She doesn't yeah, need she's, it. Yeah, she's so 4TRR. She has no walls. I mean, I'm sure she has emotional walls, but... She's really the first player that just by looking at her Instagram, I'm like, shit, she could wear the crown. I totally agree with you. I would say definitely round of six and probably final four. My final four will be like 10 people. (laughs) You're just like every player. You're like either the ring or the crown. She wins the ring or the crown. That's a guarantee. Ring or crown. Like I can see a totally good girl thing for her good girl strategy she's got that girl next door quality which i feel like is very crown Mm -hmm. it's like oh i'm beautiful but i don't really know it or i have layers she is very reminiscent of becca kufrin to me they have a a similar kind of genuine sincere look that is exactly who i was thinking of very curious as to how her instagram is going to transform through this She'll have a million followers by the end of this season. That is a guarantee. Shit. I think she's destined for greatness. Good luck, Abigail Herringer. We are excited to watch your meteoric rise in the Bachelor world. Moving on to the 22nd player out of 32, Amber Lynn Andrews. She is 30 years old. She is from Rialto, California, where she is a nursing student. She has 7,419 followers. Her Instagram bio says, Mama, future nurse, animal lover, adventure seeker, believer with a little cross. So she has got her Christian game covered. By the way, Abigail's Instagram is Abigail, A-B-I-G-A-I-L underscore H-E-R-I-N-G-E-R. And Amber Lynn's is at Amber Lynn Andrews underscore Amber, L-Y-N-N-A-N-D-R-E-W-S. And she has 7,419 followers. You have not watched Love Island, right? I have not. You have not. This girl looks so much like a woman who was on the U.S. Love Island, um, Mackenzie. But I am getting strong villain vibes from her. <laughs> I'm as well. However, she has a child. She has a son. She oh, also has a mother deal. who died recently within the last year or two, it looks like, based on this post that says... Miss me, but let me go. This is all part of God's plan. A year ago from last week is when we lost you. We spent it the way our mom would have wanted us to at the place we were all going to go together. We visited the same spots and places she stayed at. She was there with us, and now part of her will always be in Hawaii. We laughed. We cried. We remembered all our good old crazy times together. I love and miss you, mom, so much. She's got a picture with a gun that says, kiss my AR baby, hashtag Daniel defense. I don't know what Daniel defense is, but clicking on this hashtag feels aggressive. (laughs) It's all guns. There's a video of her also shooting a gun. Keeps a hand on a gun. Can't trust anyone with that quote. 
So she is a gun enthusiast. I know there is skeet shooting at Nemecolon. I believe we will see this for a group date. And she will very likely excel. This is an interesting Instagram. This is maybe the first one I'm seeing that is a real look into who the person is. This does not yeah. seem curated to me. This is no. just her posting posts. I mean, it's definitely scrubbed. Certainly scrubbed, but there are things on here. I mean, there are multiple mm-hmm. videos of her with a variety of guns, including one that looks like, as you're saying, it's an AR-15, the most notorious assault rifle currently in America. Yeah, it's definitely, um, you know, when you say not curated, it's basically saying can appeal to everyone. This is definitely the first one where I feel like their profile has a strong take and might not appeal to everyone. (laughs) Yeah, I'm very curious to see how this is going to affect her second audience play, if any of this will come up. She does seem, I agree with you, villain vibes through and through here, but she will have this strong PTC. She will have single motherhood Mm -hmm. on her side as well. And she can play both of those if people tattle on her she can come back with well i'm there's a reason for this behavior my ptc or my child and although we're not saying all of these gun images and videos necessarily equate to a political stance there are certain statistics that would argue it does She certainly does not have a BLM story highlight. (laughs) No, she does not. Or any kind of post to that effect. Not seeing a black square or anything, yeah. She's going to be an interesting one. I'm very excited to see how (laughs) Amberlynn Andrews plays our beloved game. I don't think she's going to be night one. I think the producers are going to want her around for as long as they can. Her ABC bio says... Amber, so I guess she goes by Amber. Amber is a vivacious single mother whose world revolves around her 13-year-old son. Currently, her typical Saturday night consists of dinner and board games with her son or soaking in the jacuzzi with close friends. Amber finds it hard to date as a single mom, but now she's ready to focus on herself for the first time in a long time. When asked what her physical type is, Amber enthusiastically says, Matt James. Um, she says she is terrified of being on the edge of cliffs, but she is ready to take the leap head first into this once-in-a-lifetime adventure and hopefully return with the man of her dreams by her side. Her little tidbits. While traveling through Joshua Tree, California, Amber once had to run away from a mountain lion. Her dream job would be to take care of beluga whales because they make her happy. Her dream is to live on a big ranch somewhere near a lake surrounded by trees and to rescue every animal she comes across that needs a home. Her son is 13 and she's 30, so that could potentially be some kind of a PTC as well. Oh, shit. 17. It might have affected her life in some kind of detrimental way, but then she, you know, potentially learned a lesson about loving her son and how he's the biggest part of her life now. I can at least see that story being presented on some type of date as a way to anchor her as a more serious character if that is ever questioned. Well, we wish you luck, Amberlynn Andrews. I don't think you're a ring. I don't think you're a crown. I don't think you're even playoffs bound, but I do think you're going to give us a couple of moments, a couple of the big ones, maybe even a line or two that become the iconic line of that episode. Maybe some strong gift game. Next up, number 23, we have 
Rachel Kirkconnell. She is a graphic designer from Cumming, Georgia. Hello. She is 24 years old. Her Instagram is at Rachel Kirkconnell, R-A-C-H-A-E-L-K-I-R-K-C-O-N-N-E-L-L. She has 9,351 followers. No Instagram bio, but several highlight stories. So far, I'm loving the Instagram work. There is a uniform color palette that changes slightly throughout the eras, but... Yeah, she had a tan era here. <laughs> she's got some pictures with a with her built-in best friend. Is that potentially a sister? Yes. Trinity Kirkconnell. Doesn't have as many followers, but still curated. She's on a boat. She's eating a charcuterie board. She's in the sand in a bikini. We have a sunset. We've got some wet hair in the ocean. She's wearing a necklace that says 96. I assume that is her year of birth. Yeah, she is 24. And underneath the 96, another necklace that has a little golden rose. This is from July 15th. Is the golden rose a symbol of The Bachelor. This is when she would have been potentially roughly in casting talks. She's feeding a donkey. There's a lot of kind of travel shots. She's got a little cat. Her bio says she, with beautiful eyes and personality to match, Rachel is a southern sweetheart with a close-knit family. She's a hopeless romantic to her core, though she has never been in love and believes that Matt may be just the guy to change that. We've seen that... Matt James is playing this sort of sort of vir- personal virginity card thing of never having been in love. And she has a matching one. Can they fall in love together for the first time ever? Uh, her little tidbits, her favorite way to pass the time is by doodling. She hates slow drivers and she's very neat with organization and cleanliness. Messy with plans and schedule. Doodling could come in handy if they ever force you to sit down and pretend to be writing in a journal for any amount of time. I think she's going to have a strong second audience game. Lots of pictures with friends. I am simply not convinced by looking at her Instagram that she has the competitive drive necessary to make a big impression in the game. Too chill? Too chill. She also does not have the prerequisite leaning against a wall looking away from camera shot. She is missing this vital piece of the Instagram game in the year 2020. She was in a sorority at Georgia College, says Reddit. That will be helpful. Yes. I believe many of these players have been in sororities. I can't stress this enough. Being in a sorority... Or engaging in group sports, even pageants, anything where you're forced to engage with a second audience, other people in a social situation where there is a little competition, that's fantastic practice for The Bachelor. You want to essentially be (laughs) building these moments through your life where you're doing things that are practice for The Bachelor if you want to get into it. And I know this sounds crazy. 
but it's a sport. And it's just like if you want to be an Olympic gymnast, you start doing that when you're five years old, taking gymnastics classes and learning how to do these things, building up a career, a body of skills and knowledge that will allow you to potentially be, you know, the best in the world at it. Because this is the American Bachelor. This is the best in the world. These are the best players at this game. Mm -hmm. And if you want to be a part of that, you have to start developing these skills. Certainly, some people can come in with raw talent who potentially have not done these things, but I think that's increasingly unlikely. The top players now all have these backgrounds. They all take into the game some skills from these prior life events. It's interesting. This, I mean, the Reddit thread I saw about the sorority list, I mean, it lists, it was back when they had 45 or so contenders, but there were many who were in sororities. Confession, I was in a sorority. And it is excellent practice for this type of thing. The recruitment process is brutal. And I imagine it is similar to the casting process where you're basically trying to be like, oh, look at this great person I am. And there are some horrible similarities that, you know, sororities are notoriously racist and have, you know, hazing processes and are super judging on looks and body type, etc., Anyway, I digress. Rachel, <laughs> I don't know. I I don't see... She's not an obvious night one to me. She's not a front runner to me. She is followed by Lori Kay Public Relations. I think mm, that means something. An indicator. I mean, she already has 9,000 followers. It's more than half of Kalisha's players. She kind of reminds me of Jamie from Listen to Your Heart. Hmm. I can see that. This is a long-term prognostication. I believe we will see her in sand, and I think that's where she's going to do her best Mm. work. (laughs) I think she's going to walk away from this season with 50 to 100K, We're going to see her on sand, and she's going to blow up to 500K. I don't know if she ever gets the million. God, I could be wrong. There's something in the back of my mind that's like, fuck, I don't know. Is she a top four? Is she a ring? She has some A ring? Yeah. She's got something here that I just... I mean, she's very beautiful. (laughs) Everyone is. I know. Is there any Takama stuff? I'm not finding it. There's something about her that if I attempt to put myself in Matt James's head and if there is some part of him that just does really want somebody to be his kind of better half to date to as you said earlier be chill with I think she could play that game here I think she might be able to get away with that all the way to the end I don't know it's very hard to say as I said one half of me is like she's out somewhere in the middle floater area and she winds Mm -hmm. up on sand later but there is this piece of me that's like fuck does she win the ring i don't think she's a crown have you seen anybody well we haven't gotten to the top top people who are like ring contenders for you (sighs) fuck chelsea vaughn maybe Uh, you know Chelsea Vaughn, maybe. There's something about her that I'm like, I could see her and Matt James like on the cover of magazines. And I know oh Matt James, God. that's I want appealing that to him. To happen. Exactly. 
so maybe her and maybe the only Rachel reason I think Chelsea Fox. is not a ring winner is because she talked about Game of Roses in her stories. <laughs> I know this is a difficult thing to accept, but we must now accept uh-huh. that we're in the game we're in mainstream. a way. We're part of it. <laughs> At a certain point, we're now talking about two players out of 32 here that are openly saying they listen to our show, which means at the very least they're aware of these strategies, these components of the game. I don't know if they're going to use the strategies. I don't know if they're going to apply any of the things we're talking mm-hmm. about to how they play the game, but they are aware of them. That is not going to go the other direction. It's only going right. to increase until ultimately all players are not only aware of it, they're <laughs> utilizing the strategies. No, I know there are players who listen and they've privately said they listen, but the open the open public nature of it is surprising to me. But I love it, obviously. <laughs> very grateful for it. I'm very confused by Rachel Cortonal. <laughs> Get I out of tome. See. Maybe that'll tell you something. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have a tome on her yet. <laughs> I will start creating one, but I can see two realities for her. One is a ring, one is pretty good standing in paradise she's kind of got also a madison pruitt look the like brunette light eye thing she's been to coachella oh wait this isn't coachella she didn't make a post announcing she's on bachelor that's weird why would she not make that post clues almost everyone has one well, now we get into some deep psychological examination of game strategy. Either it was a terrible experience for her and she wants to put it behind her, or she makes it a very long way and the producers have made sure to tell her, don't post any fucking spoilers. And she's like, I'm just going to not say anything. Yeah, if you make it very far, you don't need to do as much work parasocially. And you don't want to seem like you're tipping your hat at what the eventuality is. You kind of want to ignore your appearance on the show until it is clear that you can now promote it. She does have a highlight that is that does talk about white privilege at some point, but then there's a photo of a black kid posing with a cop. It's a privilege to educate yourself about racism instead of experiencing it. Well, whatever happens to Rachel, I'm going to be watching very curiously because I do think she has this ring potential. I don't know if it's going to bear out, but I feel that it's there. So good luck, Rachel. And now moving on to the 24th player in our list, Anna Redman. She is 24, a copywriter from Chicago, Illinois, with 9,607 followers. Her Instagram bio reads, For the love of God, please do not message me about your pyramid scheme. (laughs) She also has a TikTok account with 5,966 followers. And one of her TikToks, she's very active on TikTok. There are many videos. She is experimenting with it. She is trying stuff. She has some videos that have 24.8K likes, 15.7K likes. She has a TikTok post that has 601,000 likes, and she has one TikTok post that has 3.2 million views. Wait, she has a TikTok with 2 million views? 3.2. Oh, shit. It's a video of her commenting on a tweet about putting on your underwear before you put on your bra, but never putting on your bra before you put on your underwear. 
So she is a student of the parasocial game. There's another video that has 112K views. Look, I, when we went on Reality Steve and we had only, were only able to see a few of their profiles, I saw her and I was like, oh, she's a front runner. And people were comparing her to Hannah Brown. My Kenna commented on her announcement post. I literally was going to say she is like if Hannah Brown and My Kenna Dorn had a child. This is that person. <laughs> well, yeah, apparently she does some face play, which is why my Kenna is commenting. She says, girl, give us all the expressions. I was literally going to say she's going to be the face god of this season. I mean, look at this picture on her Instagram. It looks mm-hmm. like fucking McKenna. It's a picture of her in a Chicago tie-dye t-shirt wearing sunglasses, sticking her tongue out to the side with her hair up in a scrunchie. The caption reads, if I was a principal at a private school, this is what I would force everyone to wear. She has excellent comedic timing skills and persona. I mean, she works in marketing. I'm not surprised that her Instagram is very strong. Her Instagram is almost flawless. Anna underscore Redman, R-E-D-M-A-N. She has all the necessary picks, bikinis, outfits, coats, in the woods, leaning against a wall and defiantly staring right back at us. She won't look away. She demands that you view her. (laughs) By the way, (laughs) when we're talking about uh, curation... Anna Redmond is prolific. 698 posts versus some of these other players who had like 50. That's because she, she has so much good content. She doesn't need to delete it to go on. She's ready. And I spoke too soon. There is a picture of her against a wall looking away. You recant your statement? I recant. Yeah, I love her Instagram. It's equal parts kind of professionally styled photos candid-ish photos all of her captions are well written none of them are throwaway many have comedic sensibilities her pictures are great she dressed as ariana grande with the lollipop for i guess halloween love that the main thing that is coming through her instagram which a lot of these other players don't have is personality i get a very Mm -hmm. distinct sense of who she is and who she is is a fun, smart, adventurous person. I, I mean, she is like, I can see why she got cast from this Instagram. This is a producer's mm-hmm. dream. Yeah, she's got a ton of story highlights, some stuff about white privilege. Love this. Defund the police. Impossible. They cried as they defunded education, healthcare, social security, welfare, Planned Parenthood, public transportation. I don't think. Her first audience game is going to be good. I don't think Matt James is going to like her at all, but her third audience game is going to make up for it. The producers are going to keep her around for a long, long time, as long as they can, as long as it's viable. And she will definitely be feeling the sand twixt her toes. She definitely makes my list of 50 players who are in the top six. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, shit. But yeah, she just definitely has the look and the personality and i mean it is hard to look good with your tongue out she's doing it a lot 
Yeah. Her fourth audience game is also going to be great. We're going to love her. Yes. Her ABC bio, Anna, is a small town girl living the big city life. She was born and raised in a tiny town in Minnesota at an early age. Her parents nicknamed her Hollywood thanks to her affinity for chic scarves and oversized sunglasses. Is this a Tina Panis, Tina Fabulous? Yes. Her parents knew from the day she was born. They called her Hollywood. They're like, you're going to go to Hollywood. You're going to... This has been in her mind. They've been fanning the flames of this idea that she's a celebrity since she was a child, a toddler. Was this the first fetus game? (laughs) I don't know. I can't scroll back through 900 posts. I don't think we are at the point where we could have a baby from Instagram be on the show yet. When would they need to have been born? A baby could have lived out its full life on Instagram if it was born in... 2010, so then they would need to be plus 25, 2035? Yeah, yeah. I don't I don't mean to say that they were posting pictures. Well, I mean, shit. When did Facebook come out? When did MySpace come out? When could you first post a picture on the mm-hmm. internet? I'm talking more about the idea of fame being introduced to a child, which certainly the Lion Dyke kids are going to have that. I don't know when Alessi's going to first become aware of the fact that fame exists and that that follower number she has is way bigger than most people but it's going to be at age what seven eight nine ten somewhere in there they're going to have to have that conversation with like this is your instagram account and this is what followers are and this is how mom and dad make money off of you god what if we have someone who actually watched andrew firestone's season and saw tina fabulous and was like i'm gonna do this but mine is gonna be hollywood and i'm just gonna say my parents i've always called me hollywood and i'm gonna wear chic scarves and oversized sunglasses i mean branding yourself in this way giving yourself a nickname going in is always a great idea it's a fantastic idea because it's a quick way that not only the rest of the players can latch on to who you are and it separates you from them if you're the only player with a nickname it's for the fourth audience as well we're now like oh hollywood redmond or anna hollywood whatever they're going to call her i can't wait to see her play this this is a very, very fascinating player. And uh, I think she's also potentially going to give us some good lines. I can see maybe even a rivalry developing between her and Amberlynn Andrews, the machine gun wielding single mother. Yes. Love that. Her tidbits, Anna is terrified of fish and obsessed with cheese. She calls herself an experienced junkie and once convinced a pilot to let her fly the plane over the bluffs of Minnesota for 15 minutes. Anna dreams of writing screenplays for Hallmark movies. Will we have our first professional screenwriter come out of The Bachelor? (laughs) Haven't seen it. Yeah, she doesn't need to write movies. She can just keep writing these Instagram captions and not have to do a different job. I'm just looking at the titles of her story highlights. She has fits. Okay, there's where you go for fashion. Personality. And then no nuance, which is activism. TikTok. Rose emoji following her bachelor journey questions use this which I'm assuming is SpawnCon yeah she was ready for this so far she's the one player that I've seen that I'm like whatever she wants to do after this she's going to do she's going to turn this into a podcast a YouTube channel she wants to write Hallmark movies she posted a photo on May 5th, 2019, which is her, she has a rose in her hair. She's in front of a rose backdrop and says, stop and smell the roses and leave a tip while you're at it. 
Everyone commented, I thought this was a Bachelorette promo. Hashtag ne- next Bachelorette. Has she been planning this until she reached the ripe age of 24 when you can no longer be questioned for being too young as you can when you are 23? She's at least played that right. That's another thing to take into account. If you're a player, when do you apply for this show? You can be too young. You can be too old. 24 to 28. That's the sweet spot. Get in there at that moment. I can't. I don't remember where I found this in my research, but she has taken improv at Second City. Perfect preparation. Next up, number 25, Alicia May Holloway, a professional ballerina from New York, age 24. Her Instagram is Alicia Holloway underscore A-L-I-C-I-A H-O-L-L-O-W-A-Y underscore. She has 10.5 thousand followers. We're in the 10K club now. That means nine players are coming to the into the game already in the 10K club. And Alicia is our first one. Her, her bio reads professional ballerina with Dance Theater of Harlem Morgantown, West Virginia to New York City. Model, CESD talent, BGDB mentor, SABNYC visiting faculty chair, which is the School of American Ballet. All of her highlights have matching logos. She has DTH Ballet, Travel, Foodie, and WV Home. Her grid contains a bunch of ballet photos as you may expect she only has 73 posts so there was very likely some scrubbing although the first post is only from march 23rd 2019 so maybe not maybe she's just Hmm. incredibly inactive and late to the instagram game 2019 i think this is a new account second account could be she is Featured in one of these main grid posts wearing a tiara and a sash, Miss America 2019, Miss Tri-State Area. And it says mood because exactly one month till Miss West Virginia. So she is also a pageant competitor. She's got some bikini shots at the beach. A couple of shots with friends. I'm watching her tongue out. Highlight story. It's her posing. She keeps tilting her head. This seems to be a move of hers. Hot girl summer never ends. So true. Go best friend. That's my best friend. Her in a robe with a friend. Ready for 2020. Oh, I get sad when I see posts like that. (laughs) While the story highlight says it's an emoji with a tongue out. She doesn't have her tongue out. She's mostly just tilting her head. She has one post that's black and white of... Someone holding someone's hand. It's just two hands. And it says, thankful I had you as my brother for 24 years. Thankful that you always knew how to make me laugh until my belly hurt. Thankful for you teaching me to be myself, live life to the fullest, and not care what other people think. Thankful for our sheets, coffee dates. Thankful for you. I love you. We love you. We miss you. I know you're in a better place now and no longer suffering, but I can't wait to see you again. Until then, I love you, Mario. This is a PTC I believe we'll be seeing. I'm not sure who Mario is or what the nature of this relationship was, but 
She has a move the vote post where she is doing some ballet moves. This seems like it's a sponsored kind of thing. So we know she's a little politically active, which once again, even that post, as innocuous as it may seem by today's standards, even a couple of years ago, I don't think a person who has that post in their main grid would be cast on the show. I think we're going to be seeing her doing some kind of ballet on the show as well. What? I think we're going to be seeing her doing some kind of ballet on the show. I mean, she definitely should showcase her skill set. She has some cute videos of her dancing with her dad on her stories. She's got a very, um, I would say, kind energy. Good girl vibes. Not sure she's that. I don't don't really see top four, but I don't see her going home that early. She's a pageant contestant and a ballerina. Both of mm. these things are endeavors that require an immense amount of control, physically, psychologically, emotionally, all of that. And there is a point in our beloved game when that level of control is perceived as a wall and you have to be able to break it down or not move on. And I think that may be ultimately what removes her. She can't open up in quotes enough. Her wells didn't come down quick enough. He's just moved on. His relationship with other women has progressed further. Whatever kind of version of that ultimate end may come, I think that will be her end. That is my prediction for her. Her little tidbits. Alicia once performed on stage with Aretha Franklin. Respect. Alicia loves hot chocolate. Alicia says she loves all vegetables with the exception of tomatoes. Um, but she is a hardworking and incredibly driven woman. When she was only 13, she began pursuing her career as a professional ballerina. Through years of dedication and commitment to her craft, she is now proudly living her dream, dancing for the prestigious Dance Theater of Harlem. I also don't see Matt wanting someone who is not able to just pick up and leave and go to whatever with him. I see having a demanding career as not... I think he is looking for this Instagram partner, this powerhouse who will put him and their Instagram life as the top priority. I completely agree. Moving on. Player number 26 in our list of 32 is Maggie Tariq. She is 32. She is from Adwa, Ethiopia and a pharmacist. She has 11.7K followers already. Her Instagram bio, of course, reads God first with prayer hands. Pharmacist slash model, founder of MSY Shoes Org. My Shoes, Your Shoes is a nonprofit organization that provides shoes to underprivileged girls in developing countries who walk barefoot to school. A fantastic organization. I think she's got this parallel community service thing to matt james he is helping kids locally she's helping kids internationally both um christian she is clearly a professional model i mean this woman looks like she could be on the cover of vogue uh, i agree with you it probably has been let's, <laughs> let's be real i'm sure we're gonna see the vogue cover somewhere in here yeah there it is she's as seen in vogue that's literally an Instagram thing. She has a post about it, so she has oh. been in vogue. 
Right. I mean, she's got the cheekbones, piercing cheekbones. I think she is going to night one have a lot of the other players very scared. Her ABC bio says, Maggie is a beautiful, kind-hearted woman whose striking looks are only a small part of her story. She grew up in a small village in Ethiopia, and while she says moving to the U.S. was the scariest thing she's ever done, she doesn't regret it. She was able to move here after she literally won the diversity visa lotto. Working as both a model and a pharmacist, Maggie keeps it a priority to show young women back in Ethiopia you can do both and achieve anything you set your mind to. Her little tids are that she runs a nonprofit that supplies shoes to girls back in her hometown. Growing up, she loved to play ping pong. Might we see that as a mini date on night one? And the best surprise she ever received was two front row tickets to a Beyonce concert. Her Instagram is M-A-G-I-T-A-R-E-K-E. Notably, the name Gita is in her Instagram handle. It's all connected. <laughs> She's definitely going to be staying long enough for us to hear this whole story of her life. I bet she'll get a one-on-one date early on. She is like a little too much for the show, in my opinion. The charity work she's doing is like real. The modeling work she's doing is real. These aren't like surface things. She seems like a person who is incredibly sincere. Yeah. And I don't know if that's... 240RR. Yeah, exactly. I don't know if she's going to be able to play the game correctly. I don't think she will be playing the game at all. (laughs) I think she'll be slowly revealing a bunch of true facts about herself. And ultimately, she's not American. I think Matt James is looking for an American woman. Yeah. Agreed. I think that's the that's the only thing that strikes me that it might hurt her. And I've been watching her stories for a while and they are 100% focused on her charity. She is hitting it hard, asking for donations all the time seems extremely for TRR. My new year picture is dedicated to the mothers and children who lost their lives and are still suffering because of the current war in Tigray. 2020 has been a touch year for a lot of people, especially the Tigray people in Ethiopia. The past few months have been some of the most difficult times in my life mentally because of the war at home, being disconnected from my family, my brother not receiving his medication. Even though I am a pharmacist and I have access to all he needs, my head hurts my heart hurts, but I'm hoping 2021 brings my people peace and basic human necessities. Hashtag be grateful. Like, this is... Yeah. Have we seen non-American ring winners? Canadian. Who? Vanessa Grimaldi. Hmm, right. Maggie, we wish you luck. I'm not sure how far she makes it. Yeah, I'm not not going to put her in my 50-person top four. I'm not either. But I am very excited to watch her walk into the room and all the other players to react to yeah. <laughs> this model walking in that is like, holy shit. Next up, number 27, Mary Pepin at M-A-R-I underscore P-E-P-I-N. She is a marketing director from Odenton, Maryland. She is 24 years old. 
and she has 12.3 thousand followers. Her Instagram bio has a series of emojis, a heart, a crown. Is that foretelling? I can't tell what that other thing is. Somebody Is that a pageant? Dancing, prayer hands, could be pageant thing, lips, and a Puerto Rican flag. It says Kesarasura and a sun emoji. Towson University alumna. And she has a series of colored slides that are orange for her (laughs) highlights. Me explaining the colors of the highlight stories to clues. Many of them are simply emojis to describe what they are. Her Instagram is very good. Yes. Although I don't think these are professionally taken photos, they appear like they are nonetheless. She has a wall picture, but she is looking at us. She needs to get with the times. There's another wall picture looking at us. Come on, it's 2020. There's an image in her me highlight of her wearing a crown, posing in front of an American flag. What is this? What is her pageant background? She hired someone to do a digital illustration of her. That person is See Through Nikki, who has 19K followers. Custom digital designs. That's interesting. Oh my God. In her me highlight, she also has videos of her as a child. And one of these, she has a tiara and a, and a, what do you call it? A queen's rod? Scepter. A staff? Scepter? She also has a post that is a short video of a pageant queen winning some pageant it says congratulations at taylor robinson i meant what i said i'll always be here if you need anything yesterday may have been the end of my reign but it also marked the beginning of a new chapter any guesses as to what i'll do next this was november 11th 2019 and that is the miss maryland usa pageant Ooh. so was she miss maryland Here we go. Her ABC bio. Mary is a former beauty queen living the American dream. After moving to Maryland from Puerto Rico as a teenager, she enrolled in college and competed in pageants, most recently winning Miss Maryland USA in 2019 and placing top 10 at Miss USA. Now she is a career-focused woman on the go, ready to find the love of her life and settle down. As a partner, she's nurturing and thoughtful. She loves that she can work remote. Because she can't wait to have kids and wants to be a working mom that shows young women that they can truly have it all. Her little tids, Mary loves to sing, even though she admits she's not great at it. Mary is planning to get her boating license. Visiting an elephant sanctuary in Thailand is at the top of Mary's bucket list. Oh, she loves to make her significant other happy by cooking for them, planning small surprises, and giving massages. So we're going to see some cringling from Mary. Some massage play. She also has a post that's a series of slides from a photo shoot she did in a bridal gown, and she's posing with a guy who's her photo shoot groom. This is a fantastic move because, as we were saying, you want to show the producers what you're going to look like in all of the possible outcomes of the game, and one of them certainly is at the pedestal with a wedding dress on, ready to be proposed to, and here we get to see exactly what she looked like, and she looks perfect in it. And wedding-themed photo shoot dates, as we've seen (laughs) multiple in the past few seasons. By the way, massage, that's another skill set to learn before going on. 
Here she is in her Miss Maryland USA sash and crown. I don't want to make an analogy to the UFC and Ultimate Fighting, but I'm just going to do it. So in (laughs) mixed martial arts, one of the strongest bases you can have is wrestling because it comes into play in virtually every scenario that you're going to have in a mixed martial arts match. It allows you to take control on the ground. It allows you to potentially stand it back up if you want to do striking. And it allows you to defend against a wide variety of different possible attacks that your opponent might be able to come at you with. For me, in The Bachelor, pageantry is wrestling. It is the greatest base skill you can have because it really teaches you a bunch of different fundamental principles that you're going to need for the game, how to present certain elements of yourself, how to deal with this group competition where there is going to be one crown after a kind of war of attrition with other women that you're competing against. And I think anybody going in who has not only competed in one of these things, but has won it, understands something about being a champion and understands something about how to get it in a very similar kind of competition. I think she's going to do very well. And befriending your competitors. Yeah, second audience game, third audience. It teaches you about all of the audiences very quickly. And (laughs) I I just see her doing very, very well. I can see she's followed by Blake Moynes and Victoria Paul. This is a professional Instagram. This is a possible top four to me. Possible top four. Yeah, I think she's got... She's got the look. She's got the personality. Oh, Aliyah Benavidez commenting on her picture from two weeks ago oh and she commented on her bachelor premiere post said yes ma'am so excited to follow your journey smiley face as with all the pageant queens i think it will come into question if she's being genuine or if she's putting on this persona for the cameras and can she bring down walls i get the sense that she can yes i think she's going to use that moment to her advantage and Something that we've seen in the past when you are a level of stunning. It doesn't really matter what 4TWR questions are levied against you. You can usually play them off. (laughs) A la Courtney Robertson, Ben Flagenick, season 16. I, yeah, this, I'm getting so excited going through these. I'm like, I can't wait to see these women play this game. Like, so many strong competitors. We predicted this. When we watched PEP season, we said Hannah Sluss and Madison Pruitt are setting a new bar, and we predicted that we would start to see entire seasons of Slusses and Pruitts. I'm not saying everybody in this season is a Sluss or a Pruitt, but way more are now than were in PP season. They all have impeccable Instagram games. Even the ones that we're saying look kind of amateurish or whatever. They at least understand what it should be. They might not quite be able yeah. to execute it, but they're not just throwing up random fucking pictures and being like, oh, look at the pizza I ate. They're all on that game. They know what could There's come not been a this. single pizza. <laughs> there have been some pizza shots, but even those were well done. I agree with you. I think this season is going to be, so far, the most competitive, strongest play we've ever seen from the widest array of players. Yeah, I'm very, very excited to see Mary or Mari play, but not as excited as I am for our next player, number 28, Sarah Trot. 
She is a broadcast journalist from San Diego, California. She is 24 years old. Her Instagram is the Sarah, S-A-R-A-H, trot, T-R-O-T-T. She has 12.4K. Her bio reads journalist, host, podcaster, bachelor 25. Excellent. I don't know why they don't all have that in there already. Um, at Innovative Artists at automodels.agency, location LA. From here to where on Apple and Spotify? Is that a song? No. Podcast. She already has a podcast. Oh my fucking God. She has a website, sarahtrotmedia.com. Look, I have been following, I have a separate account where I'm just following all these players. And Sarah Trott's Instagram stories have popped to the front of my Instagram feed. The algorithm has figured out that those are the ones that I'm watching the most. And for this reason, I'm like, Sarah Trott, I think, is top four. She already has a podcast. She has the look. This is a professional Instagram. It is just her in all of these pictures. She kind of has a similar look to Ileana, but it's not as like risque sexy. I think it airs more on the side of like slightly more good girl-esque, which I think Matt James will like. Her podcast only has 17 ratings, but that doesn't necessarily mean much. Mm. The fact that she has it means she's ready to expand that based on whatever happens to her on the show. She is positioning herself properly to capitalize on what may be a long run. We don't know. Have we seen, oh, she's followed by real Chad Johnson. Um, have we seen a player come in already with a podcast? It must've happened. I feel like it must've happened, but I can't think of it. And I'm like, oh, you are going to have a podcast ready to recap the episodes as they're airing. What better parasocial play is there than that to start building your audience while you're recapping? You can give some innocuous behind the scenes details that are allowed. You're allowed to say on contract. And her Instagram is very good. I think we have a potential ring winner here. I'm just going to say it. I feel the vibe as well. I'm, I'm definite top four on her. Her Instagram is so fucking good. It's almost exclusively pictures of her. There's a few friends peppered in, but it really is like a modeling portfolio. Mm -hmm. All of these pictures, even ones that are not professionally taken. There's one, for example, where she's about to get onto a plane just out on the runway. She has a bottle of wine. She has her sunglasses on, just like a jacket, smiling. The caption reads, wine in my hands, sun in my eyes, 100% happy little camper. Two plane emoji, full adventure in my stories. So she's even advertising to her own Instagram from her Instagram. <laughs> she seems <laughs> to understand the marketing of this and how to present herself as an influencer. Like you just, you look at her Instagram and you're like, this is an influencer. Oh, she's five, eight. Matt James is six, five though. Story. I, I think that's fine. And by comparison to some of the other players we've already talked about their heights, she's not the tallest. No, I know. I'm saying, like, she's a professional model, but Chelsea Vaughn is 5'11". That's, like, 
an actual model height. She's doing haul videos. She's doing a lot of modeling. She's just hitting every element of social media hard. Does she have a TikTok? I'm certain she has a TikTok. Let's see. Even the name of her Instagram handle, the Sarah Trot. Mm-hmm. There can be no other Sarah Trot. That's branding. She's the Sarah Trot. Should I change my name to the Pace Case? Okay, there's one with three followers. I'm not even sure this is her. Should I make the TikTok the Sarah Trot? Yeah, and then you can sell it to her. I used to do that payments. whenever there was a new, whenever there was a new social media platform, and you grabbed the handles right away. I remember there was one called Peach, and I grabbed uh, Ben Higgins. <laughs> this so far is the strongest Instagram account I've seen. It is. It's not quite a Dale Moss level, but it's approaching. This is to me. This is female Dale Moss. Um, you don't have the charity element, but you have the podcast thing, which Dale Moss didn't have. And we all know podcasting is like the most respectable profession a person can have. There's just not an out of place place <laughs> here. Now I know you're not listening to me. <laughs> I, I heard you and I agree with you. Every one of her posts is just, you can tell there's thought put into it. There's, of course, the wall looking the other direction. She's got it. I mean, it seems like there's like a professional marketing team behind this. Maybe she does have help. Oh, full video on YouTube. Okay. She's got a YouTube. This is in her media stories. She says, full video on YouTube, link in bio. What is her link? She has a YouTube channel that has 13 subscribers. Her top video looks like it has 315 views. Oh, she's got her hosting reel has 441 views. Um, I'm watching her from here to where podcast trailer. Did you ever watch um, Shit's Creek? She reminds me of Alexis from Shit's Creek a lot. Is she a younger Lauren Zima? <laughs> I was, I just watched her entire hosting reel, and this is exactly what came into my mind. If Lauren <laughs> Zima had a baby with Ashley Spivey, this is her. You mean Ashley Spivey's looks? She has an Ashley Spivey look and vibe to me, which is like a kind of very sweet, genuine mm. thing. Yeah, like Ashley Spivey when she was on Bachelor. Yeah. Because I'm like, I'm not seeing any, there's no um, social justice stuff on here. And no, me, not, not that at what all. what Ashley Spivey's known for. Just her kind of, her tone when she was a player. Because Lauren Zima mm. is a little artificial. I would say this is Lauren Zima mixed with Alexis from Schitt's Creek. She has a post on here comparing herself to Alexis from Schitt's Creek. What? It says, let's settle, the, let's settle this argument once and for oh all, guys. God, is smart. she my twin? That's a Dale Moss move. I can see it. I agree with you. I can see a ring here. I think she is just so adept at social media that yeah. she's going to fucking destroy the game. I really do think people who are good at social media understand how to weave through the game of The Bachelor. And she's going to be a superstar, whether she wins the ring or not. The thing is that being good at social media, 
you understand what The Bachelor can do for your social media. And that's that's part of it, is that motivator where you're like, this is going to get me fucking gains. And knowing about that, keeping that in mind at every step of the way, on every group date, one-on-one, whatever mm-hmm. you might be doing in the game, always being conscious of how is this going to look on Instagram? How is this going to affect my social media presence? If you have that awareness in the game, it is such a benefit. It makes it very hard for you to make errors if you're always continually thinking about how this will play out on Instagram. For me, I just, that the fact that she was the first person listed on my stories, and maybe that is also because she's posting stories every day. I was like, the algorithm is telling me that she has the best Instagram. (laughs) So... We wish you luck, the Sarah Trot, but I do not believe you're going to need it because I think you got skill. For Sarah's ABC bio, she has always dreamed of finding her fairy tale ending. She comes from an incredibly close-knit family and says her parents are the true example of the loving and loyal relationship that she wants for herself one day. I bet we will see a parent longevity story from her. She's been in two serious relationships. Unfortunately, neither turned out to be her prince charming. She enjoys traveling, trying new foods, going to concerts, tennis, hiking, and biking. She's hoping to find a man who prioritizes fitness and a healthy lifestyle. Matt James was a professional football player. Um, One thing that is very important to Sarah is finding a man whose commitment to faith is as strong as her. Did she just create this persona to be the perfect Matt James counterpart? (laughs) That is what I am left wondering looking at all of this stuff. There was nothing in that Instagram that conveyed faith was important to her at all to me. I think she's a stone cold player after hearing that. She hopes to one day be in a power couple that when they're not spending time with their kids, they're doing work for the community and giving back to children in need. Jesus. Yeah. She got that ring. If she wants the ring, she got that ring. Sorry. (laughs) Sorry, everybody else. Literally hitting every point that we know about Matt James. Sarah is a trained fire dancer. Her personal superhero is Oprah Winfrey, and she dabbles in photography as a hobby. So maybe she is more of the marketing team behind her Instagram than I thought. Moving on, number 29, another player I'm very excited about, Katie Thurston. She is a bank marketing manager from Renton, Washington. She's 29. Her Instagram is vent with Katie, Katie with two E's. She has 20,000.6K followers. She already has inquiries, vent with Katie at gmail.com. So she's already got someone handling her stuff. And she randomly gained a large audience on TikTok. What is that audience? I'm looking at her TikTok right now. She has 240,000 followers, extremely active. Almost all of her posts have over 100,000 views. I don't know how many posts there are. I'm, I'm continuing to scroll and they continue to pop up at the bottom. So there are a bunch. I've watched a lot of these TikToks. I think Katie is going to be our colorful narrator for this season. I think we are going to see a lot of her. I have been scrolling through her Instagram. I have been scrolling through her TikToks. Mm-hmm. I'm getting that crown vibe again. Mm, crowns, crowns, spider senses, senses tingling. They are tingling. 
She has an okay Instagram. It is scrubbed. There's only 77 posts. The earliest one is from June 9th of this year. And she's wearing, I don't know if any of you out there are fans of Charles Journal, but she's wearing a hot dog suit. <laughs> are you saying she's in the pit? I'm not saying she's not in the pit. Um, the vibe I'm getting from her Instagram and from her TikTok is she is a player of the people. Yes. She has the strongest fourth audience game that I've seen of any of these players so far. Her TikToks, I mean, I am her target audience, a millennial woman, and I've been targeted and it's working. They are relatable. Yes, relatable is exactly the right word to describe her. Her Mm -hmm. Instagram is rough around the edges. There's nothing professionally being done here. She does have some good poses that are mimicries of things that are happening in the Instagram world. She has some shots that are more beauty kind of glamour shots, but a lot of it is her just having fun or making little jokes on the beach with friends. She has her cat featured in several of them. Her drinking beers. Her in front of an Ikea. I'm calling it now. I think she will have a million Instagram followers. Absolutely. She is giving us the fantasy of this is what it would be like for a normal person to be in the (laughs) You know? And by the way, nor- by normal, we mean she is still beautiful. Of but course. She has a much more down-to-earth vibe. I mean, going from Sarah Trotz to this, it's like very different vibe. And two who I think, you know, they have different paths through this game, but I think both of them will be successful. I can see the crown story they develop around her, that she's funny and real. A Caitlin Bristow-esque nature. Yes. Yes. And strong Bristol vibes coming from her. I mean, unfortunately, this is spoiling something for me on night one. Can I, should I say it? Her picture of her on night one? Sure. Look, she has a picture of herself on night one. If you don't want to know anything, this is just me describing this picture, but skip ahead like 30 seconds. This looks like it's going to be my favorite limo exit I've ever seen. She is. The caption says, creating a buzz on night one, and it is her in a beautiful silver sparkly dress. Matt James is laughing. She's holding a fucking vibrator. I mean, (laughs) if there's anything that single women in 2020 are going to relate to more, I think it is the heavy prominence of vibrator use I'm sure has astronomically gone up this year because we can't touch anyone (laughs) I can already hear what her joke is going to be this is the only man that's been in my life during the pandemic and she whips it out you know she's like I have to let you know something there has been another man in my life during the pandemic and I brought him with me yeah something like that and pulls it out boom that is exactly what it'll be this is a you're talking about Caitlin Bristow vibes Caitlin Bristow emerged from her limo to tell farmer Chris Souls, you can plow my fucking field anytime. 
one of the most infamous standees. I think we're definitely looking at a standee here. She's got prop work with a vibrator, and she's going to have probably the funniest line of any of these women. I'm telling you, this is a crown. I know we still have three players to go through here, but she's giving me the strongest crown vibe yet. Mm-hmm. Her and Abigail? Mm-hmm. I just think she's going to come out of this season as such a fan favorite. Mm-hmm. Agreed. We shall see. I think it's going to be colorful narrative. Like, I don't know if she gets top four. I think she's certainly round of six. But you don't need to get top four <laughs> to be crowned anymore. Hannah Brown was seventh no. place. The most successful bachelorette right. by Instagram standards of all time. She didn't yeah, even make it to round of six. if you can create enough of a character for yourself, then you don't even really need that heartbreak victimization usually comes with making it to playoffs. Katie's ABC bio, she knows exactly what she wants in a man, is done wasting her time on boys who won't live up to her expectations. She's a witty storyteller, colorful narrator, who says when she finds someone worth committing to, she's the most loving and committed partner anyone could ask for. She's daring and adventurous, needs a man who can laugh along with her. Her tits, Katie's idea of a fun date is going skinny dipping. We saw Caitlin Bristow do a voluntary nudity play where she's skinny dipped on Chris Souls' season. Katie would love to host her own talk show one day. I believe she will accomplish this goal. Katie once planned a dog flash mob that got a huge turnout. Already her ABC bio is much more interesting than most of these players. Katie Thurston is a bigger star than Matt James. That's why she's going to have the crown. I think she's going to show him up in a lot of scenes. Moving on. Player number 30 of 32, Kaylee Anderson. She is 26 years old. She is a hostess from Chicago, Illinois, who comes into our beloved game with 24.3 thousand followers. Her Instagram bio reads, amateur runner slash cookie connoisseur. Hmm. The Bachelor season 25 rose emoji. I feel like including that in your bio at this point means you don't go that far. San Diego and Las Vegas. Really? I feel like it's a good move for getting followers. Then people are like, oh, this is the one from the show. I think everyone should have that. Because what you want is when people are searching for you on Instagram that they're like, oh, is this the Kaylee from the show? You want it? You want a rose emoji there. You want it to make it very clear so that that transition from looking at their profile to follow goes as fast as possible. I agree. In these initial phases... If you don't go far in the game, you want to milk that as much as mm. possible. If you know that you're going to be around in hometowns, it doesn't fucking matter if you have that or not. People are going to follow you. People are going to find you once you've yeah. been on the show that long. I feel like having it in your bio is a little different than having the stories of it. And fine to do, obviously. If you do leave the show early, put it in your fucking bio. Do exactly what you're talking about. But I do think it is indicative of not making a far run. Her guess who's back post hashtag Chicago, which is her second post on Instagram, is a voluntary nudity play where she is hanging out of a window with no shirt on. We have seen a preview in which it looks like they are going to be shaming someone for sex work. This is my guess for who that is. Kaylee's bio says she doesn't take herself too seriously. She's witty, charismatic, not afraid to laugh at herself. She has her little tids. She says she has dyed her hair every color in the book. At her high school graduation, she tripped on the stage as she went to get her diploma. And one day, she dreams of competing, completing an ultra marathon. 
Her Instagram is at certified Kaylee, certified K-A-I-L-I. She has almost exclusively pictures in swimsuits, bikinis, and lingerie. That is almost literally every picture on her Instagram, and she has 207 posts. Yeah, I'm getting possible villain vibes. Many voluntary nudity plays on the Instagram. She has some piercings on her back that look like three little diamond studs inserted into her kind of spinal column area. It's kind of interesting. She seems like she's going to be the one who really shakes things up, who is kind of the explosive element in any group date in any kind of group situation maybe at the i almost said the mansion but in whatever the common room of nema colon will be whatever that rec room is that they force all these players to sit (laughs) in and talk about each other yeah she's got kind of rave outfits i think she'll be accused of being 4twr of being a party girl i think she could have a strong confidence game in the beginning he's my boyfriend i don't care about these other players that type of attitude not here to make friends and htmf yeah certainly could be an htmf we shall see i don't see her in top four i don't even see her in top six i think she's going to go down in a blaze of glory relatively early episode three four maybe i think she will be kept around longer than that maybe top 10 I feel like that's around the area where we see villains go home. Next up, number two. Well, number 31, but the second most Instagram followers of the Rookies on Matt James season goes to Corinne Jones. She has 26.6K followers. She is a marketing manager from Pomfret, Connecticut. She is 22 years old. Her Instagram is Corinne, C-O-R-R-I-N-N-E underscore Jones. She has 35 posts. Oh my God, that's a joke. <laughs> the oldest one is December 6th, 2019. Oh my God, she has scrubbed. By the way, I looked at this before she scrubbed and I found that her father is heavily MAGA and she has a PTC of parental divorce. Is she also a single mother? She has a post with a baby that says, my sunshine. I don't think so. Who is this baby? (laughs) Her father is at Trump rallies on Facebook. Her Instagram's okay. There's some kind of model-y type shots. Dresses. There's a bikini. There's a couple with friends. There's these ones with this little baby. I don't know who the baby is in relation to her. It's just not strong. You You get no vibe of who this person is. I'm saying night one. Exactly. That is exactly what I was thinking. The person that I'm thinking of was a player named Lauren something. Do you remember who this was? She had... Oh, this is her. Lauren Amanda Jones. Okay, she was on season 24 of Bachelor. She was on Pilot Pete's season. She had the most Instagram followers of anyone, I think, going into the game, 151K. And she was a night one girl. And I see the exact same vibes from this Instagram. 
I think she's going to kind of turtle. She's going to, she's not going to really know how to handle the stresses of a night one. And I think she's going to fall flat and be dismissed. I 100% agree. Um, she's 22, but they also have other much more dynamic players who are young, who they can still build that storyline out of. Her ABC bio says, happy with their life in Connecticut. Corinne is ready to find someone that would be a great addition to her already wonderful world. Comes from a big, loving family and does marketing for the family business at high-end Italian restaurant. Strives to surround herself with positivity. Happiest on a beach. Um, looking for a man who prioritize settling down over having a busy nightlife and partying. Corinne loves Disney World and has been there more times than she can count. She once snuck into an abandoned insane asylum in the middle of the night and before she has kids she wants to experience life living in New York City I can't believe we had the exact same response because this is a you know she's a professional model Mm -hmm. or she's some EMG models that's what it says on her bio Um, but yeah I think there's something shy and not not popping popping out I might also be influenced by the fact that I found all these pictures of her father at Trump rallies. Anyway. (laughs) Yeah, I don't think Corinne is going to make it too far, but thank you for playing. We will savor your suffering. And now, moving on to our last player officially announced for this season The 32nd player, the player with the most Instagram followers of anybody coming into the season is Kit Clementine Keenan. She is 21. She is from New York City. She is a fashion entrepreneur and she has 45.4 thousand followers. She is the only verified Instagram account in this crop of players. And I believe this is because she has a mother who works in fashion, who she co-hosts a podcast, Ageless Podcast, with. And the Ageless Podcast has 312 ratings, so they do have some kind of a listenership here. This is not just her screaming into the void as we once were on our podcast. (laughs) Oh, her mother is Cynthia Rowley, has 189K strong parental parasocial game child of fame her instagram bio reads small and in charge student designer small business owner and co-host of the ageless podcast partnerships talent at pontfirm.com and she has a website kitkeenan.com she is one of the she's one of three people who had her instagram public during the filming of matt james and kept posting I believe she probably had someone to do this for her, um, but she is definitely a professional Instagrammer. She has a two-photo series of leaning against a wall, not looking at the camera. Both slides are different <laughs> poses against the wall, not looking at a camera in two different directions. <laughs> she sells clothes... She's posting her workout videos. I always laugh at the workout videos because I'm like, 
just be 21. That's how you be in the shape that Kit is in. <laughs> she has some fun images sticking out her tongue. She also does not have her bachelor headshot in her Instagram feed. Does she go far enough that she is above doing that post? I believe she is the producer plant of this season. She is coming into this for the opportunity to grow her brand, to grow her Instagram. And I think the producers are going to want to use her. She seems incredibly smart and funny to me. I think she's going to be able to play this game at a very high level. Really? I watched one of her YouTube videos and it was very dull. (laughs) Oh, let me go there. On YouTube, she has 1.19 thousand subscribers. It it strikes me like she's a wealthy daughter of a woman who is successful in fashion. (laughs) I'm definitely getting that vibe as well. There is something about her, though, that seems like she can play this game. I don't know what it is. Her ABC bio is a true born and raised New Yorker. She currently lives at home with her parents in the heart of the West Village while finishing her last year of undergrad at NYU. She hasn't had a serious relationship since her first love in high school. What a long time for her. (laughs) Uh, But hasn't found a man who can measure up to the level of emotional intelligence she needs. She finds most guys don't meet her maturity level, although she's 21. She's ready for a serious commitment. Um, this badass woman wants to find someone who can keep up with her witty banter and hold their own in the New York social scene. Uh, her tidbits, Kit can surf in high heels. Kit is the first to admit she has a horrible resting bitch face. Men in flip-flops make Kit mad. I don't know if she's seen any of the quarantine crew work that Matt James was doing, but flip-flops are among his favorite footwears. On her website, she sells... Some hoodies and shirts. The t-shirt is $90. The hoodies are $150. They have this image that's like a Playboy bunny, but with a skull for the head. I don't think she's in night one. I think the producers are going to use her. I can see her getting embroiled in a rivalry. I can see people not liking her. And I think that that will carry her through at least a few rounds of the game. She's not a ring. She's not a crown. She's not top four. I mean, she's she's too young. She's 21. That's going to be brought up that she's not ready. But I think she will last at least a few rounds. I mean, maybe she will be smart and she will not divulge that information until later. She is literally the youngest possible age you can be to go on the show. And she has the biggest Instagram numbers, which is interesting to me. Coming into this game, obviously, those numbers are important to her, so... If she at any point says she doesn't care about Instagram or social media, if that is some accusation that gets used against her and she tries to defend it by saying that doesn't matter, that's an obvious lie. (laughs) But there you have it. Those are now the final 16 players rounding out all 32, which will be appearing very shortly in the historic season 25 of The Bachelor. Matt James as lead. I cannot wait to go through this season with you, Pace Case, and analyze every play. I'm going for top four. 
Cassandra Suarez, Chelsea Vaughn, Mary Pepin, Sarah Trot. Mm. Chelsea Vaughn top four, huh? Interesting. Yeah. I hope she makes it. My top four is slightly different. I do have Sarah Trot in the top four as well. I think we're both in agreement. She's going to be an incredibly strong player this season. I also have Piper James. I also have Katie Thurston, and I have Mary Pepin. We shall Great. see. I think all of them will be up there. I think ultimately Katie Thurston will be dismissed, and she will become the crown. I think Katie Thurston is top six. By the way, other notable runner-up, Abigail Herringer, also top six. Anna Redmond, also top six. <laughs> <laughs> Also, by the way, some interesting information that I received via TID is that Rob Mills was on a podcast this week, and he revealed that they have already secured the location for the next Bachelorette, and it will be another bubble season. Interesting. I wonder where. Unknown. Well, things may also change if the vaccine becomes available in the next, whatever, month and a half. I mean, the time that the 21 year olds are going to get the vaccine i feel like it's very far off (laughs) it's the bachelor they're not 21 year olds they're professional athletes i just think the look of it doesn't look great them getting the vaccine publicly and i mean are they not going to post it on instagram when they get it i don't but there you have it all 32 players We hope this breakdown has been helpful. We hope it has whetted your appetite for the upcoming meal that the Dark Lord is about to deliver unto us. The feast begins again so soon after we just had a strange (laughs) feast in La Quinta out in the desert. (laughs) This will be a woodland feast. I am so excited. We have some just, I, I can't wait to see the competitors most of these people seem like they are going to be very strong competitors so yeah our top my top four might be way off no they're not we're both 100% right and Matt James has never played the game that's going to be fascinating to see it's been so long since we've seen something like that the producers will be able to trick him very easily because he doesn't understand what he's walking into exactly so that will. Who's the last one well. who hadn't played? Matt Grant. Matt Grant's our last bachelor who had never been on the show before. So we look forward to breaking this down for you guys. And our schedule for the foreseeable future is going to be Tuesdays and Thursdays. We're going to switch from our Wednesday, Friday schedule that we had in place to service the Tuesday airing of last season of Bachelorette. But now that we're back to Bachelor Mondays, Our game breakdowns are going to come out on Tuesday and our This Week in Bachelor Nation episodes will come out Thursday. So please tune in for those. But as always, thank you so much for listening. Thank you for all of the delicious tids. At this point, I can't survive without them. (laughs) You're glowing with tids. You got tid pores. (laughs) (laughs) i am losing it (laughs) and thanks for making this year 2020 as terrible as it was in many ways thank you so much for making it 
a good year for us at Gore. We really got to do some fun stuff, and we are excited about where we are taking this next, what 2021 is going to have in store. Historic seasons of The Bachelor, hopefully a historic year for Game of Roses as we expand as well. We wish you all a very happy new year, and now, for the last time, I must ask you, Pace Case, what is the Dwab at? It has been 6,854 days without a black bachelor. Praise be Lord Harrison. Please rate this podcast. Please review this podcast. Please get a friend to listen to us and then please rate this podcast. Please review this podcast. Please get a friend to listen to us and then please rate this podcast. Please review this podcast. Please get a friend to listen to us and then. Creams and serums are made of 70% water, 15% preservatives and emulsifiers, leaving only around 15% for the active ingredients that your skin needs. But luckily now, there's fiber skincare. 15 years ago, the scientists behind Fiber Skincare started working on nanofibers, which are 500 times smaller than human hair. You know, I I saw that in um, Three Body Problem. Mm. One year ago, they patented a way of wrapping the nanofiber around oil or liquid-based ingredients. This means they can deliver five times the active ingredients compared to creams or serums, as there is no need for water, preservatives, or emulsifiers. The first formulation made with this technology is plant-based, anti-wrinkle. Uh, it's a set of patches that you use over a series of seven days. You just put these on whenever you would apply your serums, and your skin is going to feel tighter in 10 seconds. And over the seven-day oh. program, it has been clinically proven to reduce wrinkles by, get this, 19.4%, a very precise percentage. In fact... Mm. They have a tighter skin guarantee. If your skin isn't tighter in seven days, they're going to give you your money back. No questions asked. You get the tighter skin guarantee with this seven-day routine. Tighter skin or your money back. Get a 15% discount code by using the discount code GAME. That's Fiber Skincare. Hi. This is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. 